When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to episode 20 of the Coventry Telegraph podcast, While We Sing Together. I'm joined by sport journalism students and Coventry City fans, George Baker and Steve McKenna, both studying currently at Solent University in Southampton. Um, welcome aboard, boys. Uh, nice to First up on the agenda, um, Mark Robbins has drafted in uh, a couple of lone players already, Jordan Maguire, Drew and Josh Barrett. We'll come to Josh in a minute, but um, we'll talk about Jordan Maguire, Drew, first of all, because um, obviously he made his debut uh, against Stoke City at the weekend, the game at which you were both uh, present. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think, Steve? What are your first um, impressions of my Jordan? First, my first impressions, I was really impressed. Um, I think he was a good fit and replacement for Jody Jones, a left-footed inside right winger. Um, he showed nice, nice tricks, nice pace, nice flair like Jody Jones had before he was injured, and I think it's good that it was a bit of a natural uh, loan move that to replace Jody Jones. Yeah, because uh, that's right. Because he he, um, he replaced him at Dagger and Redbridge, didn't he, last yeah. season? Um, you know, and he got I think was it fifteen goals, George? Yeah, uh, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, watched quite. There's a highlights package on YouTube, and uh, some of them. Are, Really cracking finishes. Yeah, and he sort of—I thought he sort of grew into the game and sort of got better as the game went on. But obviously, he ran out of steam because he, he's not played for a while. No. So um, it's probably going to take him a little while to get his fitness up. I would, uh, I would think so. Um, but I think even sixty minutes of him, uh, he's having the pace in the team, which we've lacked since Jones has been injured, is a big improvement. And then you've got some of the young lads off the bench who can give you that last twenty minute, twenty thirty minutes. Yeah, and uh, I was particularly impressed. You know, he was always looking for the strikers. He got a, a really lovely ball in early to the near post, didn't he, for Biamu? And yeah. I think Biamu was just um, tackled at the last second uh, to deny him uh, connection with that. But um, and he obviously supplied the the corner for the goal, didn't he? Yeah, for the opening goal. The um, most impressive thing for me was he's doing that against a Premier League team, against Premier League defenders, and if he can do that against you know League Two level you'd think he's going to have a field day in some games. Yeah, yeah. So early days, but lots of promise. And, um, you know, he, he certainly on first uh, showing, he looks uh, an exciting prospect. Now, the other lad that's come in, Josh Barrett, um, unfortunately he was um, ill over the Christmas period. And um, so that's set him back a little bit. But um, he's come in from Reading, 19-year-old. And, um, I mean, the thing I like about the prospect of Josh is that... Um, Robin says he's he's so versatile he can play in yeah, so yeah. many different positions. Um, yeah, I think that's what we need. We need someone who can fill in. We've got a very small squad when we think about the bench, especially now, is mm. full of kids. So we need that versatility to be playing. You know, Shipley's done it a bit this year. Playing, he's a centre midfielder, playing left midfielder. Yeah. So, but there's nothing wrong with having someone that can play in all positions. Yeah. And and the one thing I like uh, the sound of. Um, you know, we yet to see it when we see him in the flesh. But um, the one thing I like is that you know, the, his big asset is supposed to be his creativity, and he can play sort of in the hole. He can play wide, uh, either side, or as a striker. Um, so I mean, you've got to have that versatility. And it sounds like he's sort of a, a ready-made replacement almost for Tony Andrew, maybe. Yeah, definitely in creativity just behind the striker as well. If that's where he's going to be playing, 
we need McNulty getting in behind really mm. that's his main main strengths when he goes one on one with the keeper to score and getting in behind the defence yeah. and I think that was something that we have lacked and especially without Nazan going back to Wolves he was a player who could find McNulty going forward so it's yeah. definitely somewhere we needed to to find and strength yeah, I mean, we'll talk about outgoings in a minute, but I mean, what what are your thoughts, lads, on um, the duck going back? I mean, were you disappointed? Um, for me personally, it was like he's what he's done this year, and considering none of us had heard of him, and we weren't expecting a lot, given most of our loan signings aren't great. I think he's a real loss. He's something completely different. He's got that trickery. He's similar build to what Adam Armstrong was, quite small and stocky, and he scored goals, and that's hard to mm. replace. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Steve? Um, I wasn't surprised. Um, I think, to be fair to him, he should be trying to better himself than League Two football because the way he went about the game, and if he was up front or on the left wing, it was direct. It really players would just stroll round, round some players and make it so easy with with his with his assets of being powerful and and pacey, mm. and then he could finish as well. So, I think it was might not be the right thing but I think it was understandable I mean yeah I mean I wonder whether the fact that he wasn't started in recent weeks whether that you know whether he sort of spat his dummy out a little bit you know and, and thought well look yeah. if, if you're not starting me I'm going to go off I'm going to bugger off and try and better myself somewhere else um, you know because he, he was being used as more of an impact player towards the end of his spell um, but I think the one thing that frustrated Mark Robbins, and, and I know Mark Robbins did want to get him back and he was disappointed to lose him, but um, the one thing that frustrated him a little bit was his sort of inconsistency over 90 minutes. You know, he, he'd always pop up and, and do something, wouldn't he? He's, yeah. he's always capable of sort of yeah, pulling definitely. something out of the bag, but I think Robbins was frustrated with his work rate at times. You know, he hauled him off, didn't he, at half time? Um, in Morecambe, was it? In Morecambe, that's right, yeah. Um, where he was uh, really frustrated with him. So. Um, so he wasn't the, the finished article, but certainly I, I agree. I think he had he had enough about him to have been an asset for the rest of the season. And um, yeah, I think they will miss him. But you know, they, let's see who else they bring in now. Another player um, who's been mentioned uh, is Carl Baker, uh, former Sky Blues favourite and captain, um, who's been invited to train with the Sky Blues after um, coming back from India, cutting short his spell in India because of injury. Um, what do you think, George? Do you think um, City would benefit from an experienced head like uh, Carl? Uh, definitely. I think if you look at our team, it's so young apart from Doyle, really. Um, and I think uh, Baker's a fan's favourite here. He knows what the club means to the fans. And even though he's getting on a bit, he will guarantee you five to ten goals a season, mm. which is what we need. We've, there's barely any of our midfielders that are getting on the score sheet. Um, especially now Jones is injured so I think he'd add a lot to the team mm. Do you agree Steve? Yeah definitely I think with his experience as well with Portsmouth he's gone up the league before um, that in itself is so valuable um, Yeah just that experience of, uh, yeah. of winning a promotion last and season with Michael Doyle And Kedons as well you got them yeah. with them when they got promoted yeah. So yeah. he's been there done promotions and I think with a lot of young lads of the team he'll really yeah. be valuable for that Yeah I mean I, I spoke to I interviewed him before he went out to India, and um, he's got this sort of being his bonnet about um, managers being ageist, um, and he says, "Look, you know, if you're fit enough, you, you know, there's no problem." And he always he's always been a supremely fit lad, a bit like Michael Doyle, yeah, I suppose. Exactly. Uh, you know, always um, invariably avoided big injuries and stuff like that. 
Um, so I'd certainly back him fitness-wise, and you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me that you know if he's back on the training field, it wouldn't surprise me if um, he just commands uh, you know a short-term contract yeah, at the end of the season, especially yeah. as uh, Robin's made him captain as well, didn't he? He so did, yeah. He, he must be liked by Robin. Yeah. So. But I mean, even if he didn't play ninety minutes, even if he was like an impact player, that you know, say for example. Maguire drew sort of tyres, you know, midway through the half or whatever, or they need just a bit of experience to come in for the last 25 minutes or something like that, 20 minutes. You know, Baker would be ideal, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think as well, isn't Vincenti out for a fair bit of time? Absolutely, yes. So Good point, yeah. Another replacement there. Yeah. Baker, he, sorry, Baker was never really blessed with pace. No. His, He's it never lost feet, it. It was his first feat to beat players or to work a shooting opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's his skill, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, he's great with the ball at his feet, isn't he? You know, yeah. very, very technically gifted player. That's one thing uh, I doubt he would. Yeah, he would have lost him. Yeah, and another a wise old head in the dressing room, you know, along with um, Michael Doyle, you know, yeah. which uh, you know I think some people can underestimate, really. But um, now, a bit of a Telegraph exclusive. Um, we can reveal that um, City, uh, we understand, are looking for a permanent signing as well in the window, which is quite exciting prospect, really. And um, might even have some funds to buy somebody. Um, I understand that a deal hinges on um, the selling club getting a target of their own before they'll let him go. Um, so, you know, we, we don't know at this stage who it is. Well, to be honest, we haven't, well, I've got. Um, I, I could have a little guess, and I'll, I'll give you my little guess in a minute. But uh, it is only a guess. But um, you know, let's pretend, lads. You know, you, you, you're Mark Robbins. You've got um, a few quid in your back pocket. I mean, nothing extravagant. You know, just keep it realistic. But who in in League Two would you go to a rival club and sort of um, go and see if he could tempt away um, their players? So who would you go for? Who would you go for, George? Um... I like the uh, striker at Forest Green. Is it Christian Dodge or something oh, yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, he's obviously there struggling, um, and he's got 13, 14 goals this season in a struggling team. Yeah. Um, he's quite a big target man. He's scored goals in the National League as well, and I think, obviously, um, Biamu is that target man at the minute, but he's not getting the goals we probably need. So if you can have him as a backup even, and then bring someone um, of Dodge's quality in, then I think that would be a worthwhile signing. Yeah, and and you'd think, wouldn't you, with Forest Green in the situation they are, that you know mm. they'd probably be open to a, a, a bit of cash. I mean, given the fact that they're probably more than likely going to go down anyway, aren't they? Yeah. But uh, yeah, interesting one. What about you, Steve? Have you got any names you, you'd um, like to throw into the mix? I think, for me personally, I think the position that we may need to strengthen most importantly is wide left on a player who can who's right footed. So then we have the balance of the right winger who's left footed and a right-footed left-winger and um, for me Yeovil Towns Otis Khan he's um, been really good this season I think in all competitions he scored 10 I think he has about 8 assists mm. see his name mentioned a lot with Yeovil um, I think I think Yeovil are planning to cash in on him I'm not sure how much money they're after or what, it, what the teams are who are after him if they're league two teams or mm. higher but I think if you're giving me one player from League Two, who I'd like us to try and sign, it would be Otis Khan. Yeah, any strikers that have caught your eye? Um, I think in that target man area, which is most likely we would like to um, strengthen if we were after a striker, um, it'd be Mandron from Colchester. He, I think they signed him from Wigan. Um, he was at Eastleigh last season and scored goals. 
then he moved to Wigan and didn't didn't work for him. Went to Colchester and he's been scoring scoring goals for Colchester again. So mm. I think with him it's about finding that club and I think League Two especially it would really suit him to yeah. be playing with a player like McNulty. Yeah. But I was fair to say there are plenty out there, aren't there? Yeah. There's the um another striker um in League One, he plays at Peterborough, um Ricky Miller. I don't know if you remember him. He um signed last season from Dover and I think he scored 40 goals in one season for them in the National League and 60 goals in 80 games in total Um, but it's just not worked for him there and he's like a bit part player now and it might not be a permanent but a potential loan we get him scoring again for them and League 2 might be about his level and it could work out for both teams yeah yeah well the one I'm wondering about is um, a player that it was basically well. I understood it was Mark Robbins' uh, main target, uh, one of his main targets, striking targets. Um, aside from Mark McNulty in the summer, um, and that is uh, Doncaster's Andy Williams, who's um, thirty-one years old now. He's. I'm just looking at his stats earlier, and he's not played since um, late November. Um, he scored one goal this season. He got twelve last. But I know Mark Robbins is a big fan of Andy Williams. Um, and you know, um, just be interested. You know, he's thirty-one. I'm just wondering whether he's sort of that bit of experience, that sort of centre-forward um, target man type that you know that they could um, bring in. You know, to just sort of add that sort of little bit of extra, really. That I guess we're getting everything from Max Biamu apart from yeah. goals, aren't we? Yeah. Which is such a shame, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean, he did get goals last season. Mm. You know, if he could add that to his game, I mean, he really does. Yeah, he does so much work on the pitch. I think just go and notice because how. How little he's done in front of Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll wait and see. Um, we'll watch this space. Um, venues on uh, uh, permanent use on it anyway. But um, in terms of outgoings, then let's turn our attention to outgoings. Um, we obviously we've seen Jordan Turnbull recalled from Partick Thistle this week, and um, hot off the press, um, he's just gone to Northampton Town. Um, are you surprised by that move? Um. I've watched quite a lot of Scottish football and he has he has been quite impressive with uh, Partick Fissel playing alongside Adam Barton in, in centre-half um, and I know their fans are sad that he's got recalled and straight, right. straight sold to uh, Northampton but yeah I think when we he never really impressed too much at, too much with the city so I'm a bit, I was surprised that he went to a league one team What about you George? Um, I think he wasn't going to get back in our team now if he was recalled I think McDonald and Willis are um, far ahead of him and even Davis in recent weeks has been very good um, and the fact he went out on loan to Scotland said to me that his time here was done And but like um, Steve said I'm surprised he's gone to League One because last season he was very shaky to say the least yeah, inconsistent, wasn't he? And um, you know, and uh, you know, we look where Partick Thistle are. I mean, before Christmas, they were almost, I think, they were four points adrift at the bottom, and it was looking like he was going to have another relegation on his CV. And I think, why? well, yeah, indeed, yeah. I think they got, I think they got a hammer enough, Kilmarnock, I think, and then they sort of changed. That's right. After which, the manager, the Partick Thistle manager, described defending as comical. Yeah. Um, and he played at left back in that game. He was playing at left back at that time. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? That um, you know, so he's not at the best of seasons uh, up there. I mean, he might be popular. Perhaps he's played individually quite well, yeah. but just collectively, it just hasn't worked for them. But um, but yeah, but I mean, if you think you know, you know, if you you think that 
Coventry took Rod McDonald from Northampton in the summer. You know, they, they let him go. But, I mean, toss up between Turnbull and McDonald. McDonald you'd have, time. Wouldn't you'd you? McDonald, you yeah. just would, wouldn't you? Exactly. Without and you're thinking, thinking what were they thinking about? You know, why would they get rid of McDonald? Did they never, they never give him a chance in League One? I don't know. I don't think he was... Uh, he did well for them. I think he helped, helped them get promoted yeah, from League yeah. Two, didn't he? Uh, and then he sort of um, lost his place and uh, other people were ahead of him. I, I don't know who, who were ahead of him. but um, So he was sort of um, third choice, I think. Um, but no, it is amazing. But uh, um, Well, we'll talk about Rod in a minute because... Um, We'll talk about whether the city can hold on to players in the window, but but the other player, of course, who's been out on loan uh, and who is now back and training with the Sky Blues this week is Kyle Reed, who's been out at Colchester. Blotted his copybook a little bit, didn't he, George, at the weekend? Tell us what happened. Um, oh really? Well, he uh, won a free kick um, and for some reason squared up to an opponent and pushed him in the face twice and got sent off. Um, completely needless and Colchester were one nil up at the time yeah. and ended up losing 4-1 so I mean it was ridiculous because yeah, we watched the footage no together didn't we and it was hilarious does. really because you know I think it was Joe Morrell wasn't it the midfielder yeah, Cheltenham yeah. midfielder and um, he sort of looked at, he sort of bent down to put, put the ball um, in place to take the free kick and Morrell obviously came towards him and he just put his hand on his face and shoved him didn't he shoved him back and you know, he might have got away with it. I don't know. But, but then, again. but then he came forward and he did it again. You know, and you think, what is he thinking of? You know. Um, so the manager, John McGrill, said he'd let them down. So he faces a match ban, three match ban for violent conduct and all the rest of it. Um, and he's come back uh, to the Sky Blues initially just to train until he finds something else. Now, I don't personally think that Robbins is interested um, in him at all. I mean, I asked him earlier in the season whether he. You know, when they were short of, of wide players, you know whether he'd recall him. There was no recall anyway, so he couldn't bring him back. Um, but what do you think, Steve? Do you think um, he's worth worth a run in the side or not? Um, no, I don't think I don't think he uh, will be here much longer either. To be fair, I think he will be going to hopefully um, get his get himself the wage bill for us for us a bit of wages. Um, I think last season he was quite poor in League One. I don't don't think many supporters were convinced by him either. Mm. Um, he played really well at Wembley, like like most of the team did. But and he scored uh, a really good goal at the Rico last season on the volley. Yeah, it was just not from, enough, is it? Apart from that, yeah. I mean, we we've had this discussion, haven't we, in the office that you know the the frustration is that he's one of those players um, that. Um, I mean I cited Michael McIndoe as a similar example but one of those players that when he played against us just looks like a world piece yeah absolutely fantastic tore us apart and then the day you signed him you think oh great signing yeah. and he just didn't deliver did he no, just not did not deliver just so inconsistent you just thought I don't know just uh, I, I, I didn't rate him last season at, at all you know and just turning it on every now and again I mean, he's clearly a good player he's only 30 so he's not over the hill he's still got a good few years left in him it's just that you know he's just not I don't know what it was but um, of course a lot of fans turned against him as they did Turnbull because he claimed he'd got this get out clause he just and, didn't want to be here and what exactly and so you know George, once they say that you know then, it's hard to come back from yeah it is yeah. Yeah. I mean he'd get dogs abuse wouldn't he from the fans exactly. you would imagine if he was ever played again Unless he sort of could win them over by scoring lots of goals, of course. But um, yeah, so we're, we're fairly much agreed then surplus to requirement, and um, 
Um, I mean, I understand that uh, there are a couple of clubs, other clubs, other than Colchester, interested mm. in him. Whether it's as a permanent or taking him on loan or not, I don't know. Was, he from, was he from that way originally? Or he yeah, he's, yeah, he's from down south, so I think it suits him, yeah. his personal circumstances to be um, sort of nearer yeah. London. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be the case. Um, and I, I doubt if we'll see him in a city shirt uh, again. But um, now, look, what about players who may attract interest in the window? Because, I mean, as important it is. Is, as recruitment is it's also obviously vital we keep hold of key players and you know I think I guess the standout players um, so far that are fit at the moment uh, would be Jordan Willis and Rob McDonald um, of the more experienced or senior players in the side would you agree and do you I think say so. yeah. do you think they can keep hold of them I think it could be similar to last season with Willis um was it last season where he went for a medical? Or was it Rotherham? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Rotherham wanted him, and uh, um, City pulled the plug at the last minute. But Ho- yeah, he did go for a medical there. Hopefully, it gets nowhere, nowhere near that uh, that extreme again. But would you blame uh, him if he wanted to go? Um, I'd be disappointed in the fact that we're in a we're in a good opportunity for promotion, mm. and I'd like to I'd like to think um, as he as he was captain before he's you've got Dual as captain now but he's one of the senior figures of the team that he'd hopefully like to stay and see the promotion out mm. and see the season out with City and then make his mind at the end of the season really but I suppose when you're in League 2 you, you know that you can play a lot higher yeah I mean he, he was he was one of the standout players on Saturday wasn't yeah. he against Premier League opposition so yeah he'd have caught the eye then as well Um but do you think, with the emergence of Tom Davis, George, do you think that they can afford to lose one? So, you know, say, yeah. say if somebody did come in, a championship did mm. come in, a uh, club came in and offered decent money for, for example, for Willis. I'm not saying it's going to be Willis or whatever, but if they did, hypothetically, do you think they could, you know, they might well be tempted, mightn't they? I mean, you know, if they got sort of, I don't know, 500,000, 750,000 or something like that for Willis and, you know... You, you're knowing that you've got McDonald and Davis to and fall Hyam back on well. and hire him in the, as backup yeah. yeah you've got Stokes as well he can play centre mm. half as well yeah. I think it's definitely tempting um, but it's whether they are serious about us getting promoted because in the long run that's probably going to earn us more money mm. and if well, for, every, for whatever reason if they are looking to at some point sell the club being in League 1 is a lot more attractive than League 2 and yeah. Jordan Willis is going to play a huge part in potentially getting us there yeah yeah. I think it'd be I think it'd be really good to, to see him stay for at least the rest of the season um, and then maybe look at his options in the summer but I'm sure he is um, well I know he's an ambitious lad I know he does want to play higher but let's just hope they can keep hold of him because you know I mean it only takes an injury doesn't it and then all yeah. of a sudden you're short again so um, and you know, with the transfer window as it is, and you can't go and get loans no. to help out. You know, you're going to need that backup um, as much as you can. Um, so it's fingers crossed then for those two um, that they stay in place. But I mean, the good thing and the real positive, while McDonald has been out, is the emergence of Davis because oh, he's been really good. Isn't it? I think he's got better with every game. I thought he was superb at the weekend. Definitely. Um, for, to have him as a backup, I think, is incredible. Really, because I know a lot of Portsmouth fans were weren't giving him the best reviews when he joined us but I think he's proved them wrong um, he's looked solid even when he's come on for the last 10-15 minutes of games to assure us up he's just 
he's a lot more he's probably the most dominant in the air of our centre yeah. backs so no, he's agree. very aggressive um, and I think that's what he needs especially in this league yeah yeah, and I thought he did really well against Stoke, you know, against Premier League uh, opposition. Now, now the other sort of players, I guess, that, um, that that could that have been watched and will be watched and continue to be monitored by higher place clubs, probably Jordan Ponticelli and Tom Bayliss, who's obviously burst onto the scene in the last month. But um, Tom um, has been linked with um, Tottenham and Derby interest uh, only this week. Um, and I know lots of scouts have been watching Ponticelli um, over the last sort of uh, few months since he's um, come into the first team picture. But um, is it important that we keep hold of those guys? Um, Bayliss especially, and I'm not saying that Ponticelli isn't important, but I think Bayliss is more likely to be playing regularly and the impact he's made in, what, six, seven games is incredible for someone of his age as well. Mm. Um, he offers that sort of option that Liam Kelly doesn't where he's able to link the midfield and attack by getting forward and for and what I've seen in recent years he's one of the best players I've seen in terms of technical ability the way he's able to just drift around the pitch and pick out passes that you wouldn't think a player in league two would be able to spot I mm. think we will be lucky to keep hold of him for too much longer but I just want to enjoy him for at least this remaining half of the season yeah I mean yeah. We've we've seen, um, you know, in recent years, we've had this thing where academy players have come through, broken through, and been sold sort of prematurely, in my mm. view. I mean, the likes of James Madison, you know, had we had him for another season, you know, I mean, yeah, it'd no, just be great, wouldn't it, just to enjoy your own homegrown mm. players? I know it's probably unrealistic, but you know, it's a shame there's not a rule that you know homegrown players have to play X amount Some of players games. before they can go. You know, mm. say. 50 minimum I mean I'd like it to be 100 but but you know at least have a, a good season under the belt um, before they're allowed to, to be sold um, but uh, yeah so it would be a shame but I mean for Tom Bayliss I, I guess for his development you know where better is he going to develop than in the first team you know, in, in, you know alongside the likes of Michael Doyle you know um, I mean you've seen with Kean Harris and George Thomas that playing development league football for the end of 23 going from that uh, to that from first team senior football I don't think is a great step in their career I know it's with a Premier League team but mm. I'd much rather be playing regularly at least league one championship level mm. um, in my early years to get some games under my belt oh, definitely when you uh, look at when James Madison went to Norwich um, after so after the season when he came back on loan here he went to Aberdeen and that men's football, you can tell that was, he was never really as hyped around the country compared to other lads his age mm. um, in, in higher higher teams, academies, Premier League academies. But you see how far he's gone ahead of them just because of that men's football and not playing development mm. games against his own age. I think it's such a huge difference. And I think if a lad like Bayliss went now to a team like Derby or Tottenham, he's only going to be playing development football. Mm. and at this age now you need to I suppose he's got got to grow into men's football yeah yeah I mean you know so I suppose there are two sides of it I mean you know there's Bayliss will obviously have a say in, in these things and his advisors or whatever but I'm, I'm, I suppose ultimately um, you know if the club get an offer they can't refuse I suppose it's a difficult one mm. isn't it um, you know we, we saw Bas Sambu 
um, joining so yeah, Everton, didn't we? Another one that like, we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah which is a real shame because you know you just think you know if he'd had a been given a chance here at Coventry, I mean he, he could have been he our main striker this season. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it might have been the difference between going down, yeah. wasn't it? But um, but yeah, but interesting one that. But uh, in terms of other players going out on loan, I mean, I suppose the obvious one would be. Dion Kelly Evans, who's you know hasn't really had a look in has he since the arrival of Jack Grimmer. Um, so, do you think he'll go out on loan? I, just, I would think so. I think he'd probably want that in terms of whether he's trying to earn a contract here or elsewhere because he's yeah. at that age now where he can't be on the sidelines and just playing academy football. He's what twenty twenty one now. Yeah. Um, so he needs to be playing regularly and probably a loan move to another League Two club would probably be ideal for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, and now you mentioned Bayliss and Kelly, which, you know, it begs the question. I mean, obviously Liam Kelly was uh, one of the mainstays of the midfield in the first half of the season with um, Michael Doyle. Um, currently injured, but he, he can't be that far away from a return. I think it was four to six weeks, something wasn't it? Something like that he was due to be out. Um, so he must be on his way back fairly soon. But it sort of begs the question. With Bailey sort of um, uh, coming to the fore, would Kelly get back in the side? It's a tough one because I do think Kelly has an important role to play. But as people have said, he's quite similar to Doyle. So I don't know whether it, perhaps Robbins would be tempted to change shape. I know it's been four four two for the majority of games. Whether he went to like a four three three and had those that Kelly and Doyle sitting and Baylor sort of just in front and um, sort of in that attacking midfield box to box role mm. could potentially work. That's an option isn't it to fit him in. Especially uh, clubs who come in which we've lost Forest Green Newport and they've come sat, sat 10 behind the ball mm. playing Kelly and Doyle were too defensive minded to be when we need to be breaking down teams you've got Baylor who who will run, run ahead yeah. and join him with attacks and thread little balls through. Yeah it's an interesting one isn't it and um, you know because Kelly and Doyle I mean they were they provided that sort of fantastic screen didn't they in the early yeah. part of the season which meant the City had that sort of fantastic defensive yeah. record so you know and, and their success this season has been built on those sort of solid foundations yeah. haven't they so yeah it'll be really interesting to see um, how Robbins plays it I mean in you know inevitably I think Bayliss will sort of dip back out of the side at some point because most players do although Given his consistency over the six games he's played, so you do wonder, don't you? Because you know you think most kids will, you know, will will go in and do really well, and then have a little bit of a dip in form, yeah. and then pick up again once they've gone out the team and come back in again. But you just wonder with Bayliss whether he's just that little bit too special that he's not going to do that. But you know, we, we have to wait yeah. and see. But um, he's always being the best player on the pitch. Then. He's undroppable, isn't he? So. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you, at the moment? I mean, certainly he's commanding his place. And yeah. He really is. Now, let's have a bit of fun then. Um, um, we've been looking at um, January signings um, over the last uh, few years. And um, let's. Have you got some. Uh, George, I think you've come up with a, a list of um, a few good January signings that we've, we've made in the past and then we'll look at some disasters um, so we've got obviously a couple was it 2013 I think we signed Leon Clark 
um, from Charlton, I believe, and everyone knows how good he was. He scored. Was it Scunthorpe? He was on loan at Scunthorpe from Charlton, and then they released him. Um, And that was Mark Robbins, wasn't it? That Uh, yeah, it was his season, wasn't it? When McGoldrick was on his way out, yeah, I think we got him pre pre con pre contract. We signed him one game loan because to play in one game, and then we signed him on a contract. But he scored thirty, almost forty goals in well two half seasons because he left the next January. Um, But he made an impact and. Had he stayed, I think we'd been definitely pushing the playoffs in League One, um, yeah. and that partnership he formed with Callum Wilson was one of the best I've seen. Yeah, that was the thing, wasn't it? We started a minus ten, and I think by the time New Year came round, we were not that far the playoffs. playoffs I think. Yeah, the following scene. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Um, right, yeah. So we got Leon Clark. Yeah, fantastic one. Anybody else? So got Dennis Wise. Wisey, yes. Um, now he pulled the, pulled him up by the bootlaces, didn't he? He, did. he was fantastic. Yeah, he was Great player. Thirty eight, thirty nine, I think, when he. He was, wasn't he? he? Yeah. Really getting on, but and he all, didn't show it. And so. everybody moaned, didn't they? They thought, oh, we signed him for and all that sort of stuff, and he was superb. The boys could kick a hole. I know. I know that was that was was his second game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But six goals in thirteen games from mm. midfield is yeah. Oh, he was, just, oh, he was class, absolute class, wasn't he? And just what they needed, yeah. God, blimey. I mean, we don't really need a Dennis Wise at this stage of the no. season, do we? But um, but somebody who could have that sort of impact would be great, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? But, and um, uh, Carl Baker as well. As Bakes, we of course, was a yeah. January sign-in from Stockport. Um, yeah. And obviously, everyone knows the impact he's had as well. Played nearly 200 games or just over 200 games for yeah. us. And obviously, everyone wants him back, so it just shows yeah. how... Good assignment he was, and Michael Mifsud. Mifsud, yes, yeah. Um, he came in, didn't he, this time of year? Yeah, and obviously he scored those goals at Old Trafford, so he'll always be part of Blackburn as well. And he need, scored the goals yeah, at Blackburn. Yeah, so goals at Blackburn. Yeah. City folklore. Um, mm. So he was definitely a good gamble. Yeah. Now, come on, then disasters. <laughs> How did we go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there've been a few, but come on, we'll, we'll pick out the best. What's your top three? Um, Peter Ramage right um, well there was that January transfer window where we brought in him Stephen Hunt and Darius Henderson all of which worked out really well um, <laughs> obviously Ramage I think was brought in to tighten up a leaky defence and he played four games and we conceded eight or nine mm-hmm. goals Mm. And we lost every game. And yeah. Lovely so, lad, by the way. Yeah, really sure nice lad. He ended up going out and lending him and playing. Went to Leighton Orient on loan, and now he's playing. He's in America, isn't he? Playing in America. Yeah, yeah. I think he played with Drogba there. Was he? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then we've got, well, obviously Stephen Hunt wasn't great either. And um, we have Denzel Slager, if you remember him. Denzel Slager, blimey. Uh, to joined from Dutch lad. Yeah. From yeah. It. I can't remember which team it was but he joined Stephen Presley signed him on an 18 month deal played started the game against Barnsley uh, where we won 2-1 and and then three substitute appearance later was that the cup game where um, Clark and Musa scored those fantastic goals yeah Um, and then three substitute appearances later and his contract his 18 month contract was terminated after seven weeks alright and he's now he was. He went to um, Orange County, a third tier US team. Wow. And then uh, LA Galaxy's development team, 
and he left there in 2016. He's been out without a club for over a year oh, now. Okay, because he was only young, wasn't he? Was he he's still only 24? 24, right? Mm. Okay. All right, and go on then. Here's with your last one then. What is our last one? Yakubu. Yakubu, that is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Promised so much, <laughs> delivered so little. <laughs> is it 70 minutes of football he played mm. for us? Obviously, there's that footage of him doing nothing for two and a half minutes. <laughs> to be fair to the yak, he had twi- his hands hamstring had gone twang. So, um, but yeah, but I mean, it was bizarre, really, wasn't it? I mean, you know, he'd been out it's of the game, work out, and he it? just was never going to be fit, wasn't he? And it was just like he it played, was a, a muscle strain waiting to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, he'd um, played twelve games in two and a half years mm. before that, and not scored. So it was just it was just such a random desperation signing. Well, well I think it was, wasn't it? I mean, you just think, well, what what was Russell Slade thinking? You know, and it is just desperate, isn't it? You just think, it well, did sort of sum up his whole reign and the charge of it. Yeah. So um, hopefully we can rest assured that there will be no sort of um, disaster signings uh, exactly. in this January okay. window. It shows how important the window is, doesn't it? After yeah. especially Mowbray's uh, promotion when we. Should have got promotion, really, but January. Yeah, I mean, it can. You know, it is crucial, isn't it? And um, you know, it's a difficult window because there aren't that many players available. Um, but it can make or break your season, as we've seen. You know, like, like you mentioned, you know, when Moby flying for the first four months and um, absolutely flying, and he got his January window wrong, and you know, they didn't get promoted. You know, they fell fell short, didn't they? Um, you know, he brought in two centre halves, and he Bailey Cargill and, and Jack, Jack Stevens. Stevens. Cargill was injured straight away, didn't he? Yeah, um, he brought those guys in when really he should have brought another forward player, another forward-thinking mm-hmm. player to replace um, Ryan Kent. And to um, give went back. Adam Armstrong a breather. Yeah. So um, yeah, crucial, but um, yeah, but th- let's hope that um, Robbins gets it right. Um, yeah. I'm sure he will actually. I think um, you know the, the two signings he brought in so far. Look really promising yeah. um, from first impressions, albeit Josh Barrett's just um, we haven't seen him play yet, but certainly uh, he, he comes with um, uh, uh, an exciting sort of CV, really. So, um, so let's see what they do. But thanks, lads, that's brilliant, and that concludes our cheers. transfer window special.